Warning, the following may contain Taniwa. Join fantasy authors Phil Tucker, Tamandra Whitecastle, David Benham, Benedict Patrick, and Josiah Bancroft as they roll dice and take on the bad guys in a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Five authors, five worlds, one adventure. It's time to get crit-faced. Previously on Crit-Faced, Kellen has snuck into the Vistani camp, finding out that they did have Irina captive, but that someone else has broken into the camp and stolen her away. He was not able to make his way out without detection, and the entire Vistani camp charges down the hillside after him. Most of the party hide from the attackers. However, Jean Mallarmé, sick of running, offers himself up to the Vistani to negotiate with the attackers. Jean, you've got a, a wave of mad Vistani running right at you. Uh, you know, it's points like this that I reconsider my life choices. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I feel like uh, we, we, we have to stop running at some point. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to cast a, a, a minor illusion, if I may, mm-hmm. uh, that is just sort of a beatific golden halo above my head. Okay. And and as it is is sort of like sort of scintillating and spiraling, I'm going to play a, a calming uh, refrain on my concertina. Not a magical one, just a, a pleasant one. And what uh, what are you trying to achieve? I'm trying to get them to not kill me immediately. Okay. Maybe they'll think this man looks beatific. He has his legs crossed. He has a, he's in a lotus position. He is smiling serenely. He has a halo, as a good person might, and he's playing a sweet song, perhaps some sort of lullaby. Would you like to take a persuasion check? But I need you to take it at disadvantage because of the uh, situation you're in and because of Carissa's anger. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Persuasion check. Okay. Here we go. The first one's eight. That's not going to do it. The second one's a 14. That's not going to do it. Um, So eight plus six is 14. Uh, 14. So you, um, the concertina leaves your hands as, as Carissa's uh, fist connects uh, with your jaw, uh, mm-hmm. sending you sprawling backwards uh, mm. in the dirt. Um, mm-hmm. So if you would like to uh, remove uh, three hit points. Please. Okay. Um, that's, that sounds fair. So, that's fair. Uh, you see, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's nighttime at the moment. You just hear a, a blood curdling cry from her, and, and you see uh, her knife sort of glint uh, in the moonlight uh, as she mm-hmm. raises it above her head. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, the angelic play did not work. Um, uh, perhaps I should say, um, hold on, hold on, hold, hold, hold. I know what you're looking for, and I know where it is. I am. A good person, uh, hence the halo, and I know who you seek, and I will lead you to him. <laughs> um, right, will you I take, will. I will point you in the right direction. Will you <sighs> take take another persuasion check for me, please? Oh no, is it still a disadvantage? Or no, I no. Okay, all right. Um, that is a six plus. Four. Eleven. I'm really, I'm really trying to die over here today. <laughs> so, um, uh, I mean, you you get a brief glimpse into um, the Vistana's eyes, and and Carissa, she's just, uh, just, her eyes are wide, her pupils are tiny, and you just see that she's overcome with rage here at the moment, mm-hmm. and her knife descends, but then her hand is grabbed uh, from behind, uh, and a man. Um, sort of steps into your vision. It's another Vistani guy with a, a, a sort of well-trimmed goatee, uh, mm-hmm. sort of uh, shoulder-length uh, 
curly, dark hair, um, seems to be about similar age to yourself. And he, he turns to Carisa and he says, Carisa, calm yourself. Listen to what she, what he is saying. He could be giving you exactly what you want. Okay. Um, uh, and she, uh, you know, takes, takes a moment. Again, she's just breathing heavily, looking at you. And she says, tell me where this Kellen is. Tell me so I can get my revenge. I will, I will, I will. There is, um, not far from here, uh, a windmill. It doesn't look remarkable from the outside, but uh, <laughs> uh, and we—I tell you why. Uh, because he is a rank-smelling individual. You know, what he smells like he smells like the underside of a rock. Have you? I mean, like, like just sometimes, like you, you lift up a rock and it's all that rot and the beetles and the worms. He smells like that. Um, <clears throat> so if you're getting a waft of it around here, it's for no other reason than there may be rocks. Um, but he is in that windmill. Um, that's where we left him. Okay, this time to, it is... To die, to die. We've left him to die. This time it is the uh, male, um, the man. Uh, he kicks you in the gut uh, for another three hit points. And he says, do you take us for fools? We know exactly what is going on with the bone grinder. We know that there's no chance your friend is left there. Someone, and he clicks his fingers, and uh, because you've got about half a dozen other uh, Vistani uh, around you, says, someone, grab this man, take him back to the tent. We will question him further there. Uh, does uh, anyone, anyone else doing anything? Can can we see all this through the? Oh yeah, but you're right beside him. Like you are. You are. Okay. <laughs> Do we roll initiative or something? Or if, or... You, if you want to. Does well, don't else? make it for naught. There's a wave of study. You're gonna die. Well, so can I? Have you guys can actually see what we've got. What you've got here. You've got Carissa. You've got this guy with uh, who seems to be in some kind of leadership role. Uh, you actually have six other uh, Vistani with them. But actually, other than that, um, and this is more on the outside of the circle, there are three other uh, cloaked figures. Uh, I don't know if you recall last time when Kellen was moving up the hill, there were houses uh, all around the circumference, the sort of middle circumference of the hill, and they had these sort of cloaked guards standing outside them. Uh, so, and, and that's obviously who these. These figures are, and, and um, you get a glimpse under their hoods, and um, these these people, are, and they seem like men and women, um, but but they're, but they're like none that you've ever seen before. Their skin um, are the color of, of ash. Um, they've, got, they've got dark hair, and their features are. I mean, they're, they're all uh, sort of stunning in a way, I guess. Uh, what stands out the most about them? Uh, something that you've only seen once before are the uh, their their pointed ears. Okay, uh, reminding you slightly of our friends back at the uh, Blue Water Inn. Um, I can't believe Rictavio. Okay, if you remember, Rictavio uh, was was not quite human, and these guys are um, even more so. If if that would make sense. So well, there's, there's quite an assembly. Can I ask the group a question, or or is there, or is that like not allowed? Well, you know. Go for it. Just, just as in, like, should we double down and just kill all of the Stani? Or is that a bad idea at this point? Like, is this the time to drop a fireball in their midst and get him out of there? Or do we not want to cross that line and declare that the Stani are mortal enemies for the rest of eternity? Well, Fireballs are very persuasive, but it's a very one-sided argument. <laughs> yes. Um, hmm. I hesitate because the Vistani... So far, they've actually been relatively helpful. If we if we recall the um, uh, what was her name, Madame Eva? Eva? Madame Eva, yes, yeah, and uh, and the and the camp there. And we know that they do have um, at least enough magical 
abilities to stand up against Strahd, or does he also help him sometimes? Mm. <clears throat> so I'm sort of like, I don't know if we really want to make enemies of these people. Perhaps we can um, allow them to capture Jean and then, you know, sneak in and rescue him later on. What if Talfrin turns to his companion and says, what if I cause a fireball to explode just above their heads? And in that moment of confusion, we extract Jean. Perhaps right. I can... While you guys are discussing this, uh, two Vistani have each grabbed Jean, uh, holding him up, uh, sort of under one, an arm under each shoulder, and uh, the party is starting to, about to, well, they're about to leave, basically. I, I draw my hand back to throw a fireball. Has anyone stopped me? Going? Yes. Yes, you do no, stop. I stop yeah, yes, yes. But I'm going to throw it I above their head. heads. Above their heads. No, no. no. All right, all right. <laughs> so, um, um, how about it? Does the gentleman who stopped the lady's hand does he look like the leader, or do they look the, like equals? The guy who do you want to take an insight check? Yes, actually. Do I have advantage because it's a good moment to do it? Nope. Yes. <laughs> An eight. Uh, an eight. So uh, <laughs> maybe. I mean, just just by the fact that uh, she seems to have listened to him despite her anger, but you can't really get a sense of how the others are are reacting to him. Okay. okay. By the way, uh, the uh, Jean has, has is now um, quite a distance away from you. He's now being taken up the hill to back towards the campsite. You can only hear him whimpering in the distance. That's that's pretty much us. Uh, I, I, no fireballs. And, and basically, as we, uh, uh, as we continue to deliberate, Jean and his posse disappear from view. I'm gonna. Can I follow him? I'm still invisible, correct? I believe so. How long does invisibility last? An hour. Yeah. So I think you've probably you're more than halfway there. I would say you've probably got about 15 minutes of invisibility left. I'll, I'll follow as closely as I can. Okay, would you like to take a stealth check? And I believe you get that with advantage. Uh, ten. It's going to be one of these sessions. Ten is your best roll. That was my best roll. I rolled a one and a three, and I have a plus seven. Um, so you obviously they <laughs> they basically they make they they head up the hill quite a bit before you guys decide to do this. So you, you sneak after them, but but really as as soon as you kind of leave the the safety of the uh, the foliage and you start to step into the clearing, uh, two of the the grey clad figures who are, are marching behind the uh, the sort of the troop taking Jean back up into the main tent at the top of the hill, they they turn round and they they clearly have sensed something even from I mean, we were talking about almost a hundred feet away. You know they have clearly sensed some movement from you. I will pause. Yeah. They, so they 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 watch for a, a moment longer, uh, and then uh, they make their way a little bit further up the hill. But you can see a few of them talk to each other, and um, they 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 sort of spread out and begin patrolling uh, around the the. The circumference bit between their huts. So whereas previously they had been standing sentinel in front of the huts that 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 ringed around this hill that the camp's on top of, they are now uh, patrolling, uh, and you can see a few torches brought out uh, as they begin to so to take their um, 
sentry duty a bit more seriously. Now, when I'm invisible, do I cast a shadow? No. But um, anyway, that's obviously quite a bit of time. As you know, that that takes quite a bit of time for you to get to that distance, and um, you know, for them to you know not keep watching you. Uh, what about Lord Talfron and Master Sonna? What are you guys up to? Well, Master Sonna, it seems our party has been reduced to two. I say we cut our losses and proceed to now. No, that would be most um, Well, I have I have an idea. Okay. What if I cast invisibility on you? Mm-hmm. You proceed to cause a distraction somehow, loose their horses, set a fire. Mm-hmm. I will then fly over the camp and descend onto the tent where our erstwhile bard is being held prisoner and then cast fly on him as well so that we both may go straight up and escape while that distraction is taking place. Hmm. So you, you can do that with two people? I can cast fly twice. Hmm. Now that will leave me unable to cast a fireball, which is something that is very uncomfortable. But that would be the least explosive way of doing this, which right. obviously is a negative. Hmm. Well, uh, since I think McCrag will probably, it's not the smartest to move to send McCrag into this Vistonica. Um, well, he could really get a chance to confer with him, to be honest. <laughs> he did and sort I, of run I straight off into that bucket. That, uh, of, of us all, they don't really have any issues with me, I think. So you're saying you might want to go talk to them in person? Yeah, I might try to, you know, give some moral support to our poor bard. By being taken prisoner with him? By demanding his release, of course. And then they will say, sure, give us Kellogg. And then you say... And then I say, I don't know where he is, which is absolutely correct, because I do not know where he is. That's like, they he's invisible. But that doesn't necessarily provoke them into releasing the bard. Uh, that's true. And I'm not very persuasive. <laughs> Your fists. <laughs> oh, uh, I have some uh, very uh, handy new abilities, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which and... I'm, I'd like to try out, but maybe now is not the time. Yes, yes. I understand that instinct. I think we should go with my distract and fly technique. Okay. I can even prepare Jean by casting a spell called Message from above, which will tell him exactly what to do. And maybe, um, DM, can, it says point your finger towards a creature within range. Does that mean I have to see the creature? Yep. Ah. So I have to have direct line of sight. Well, maybe have, to yeah, you, have to, you have to know where the creature is to be able to properly. If I know he's in the tent, does that work? But then there's a lot of people in the tent. So, what if I can peek into a window? Yes, and that, that would work. All right. Well, what do you think? You have, have you have a, and remember, they're probably peeling his toenails off right now. We cannot take too long deliberating. Well, you know, there might be a lesson in this here for him somewhere. <laughs> you don't want to rob him of the moral outcome, you know. Um, well, uh, I say we can give it a try. I don't have much... <laughs> I don't have much else to offer by. All right. I will cast invisibility upon thee. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Do not scream when you fail to see yourself. It can be startling. Okay. I cast the spell. I'm now out of second level spells. You are now invisible for, I, I warn you, for only about up to an hour. And the disability okay. will disappear if you cast a spell or attack someone. Okay. So this is a pacifist mission. I don't think setting a tent on fire counts as attacking someone. Well, it depends Unless on you're an advocate of Shintoism, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. If there are people still right. in the tent, then it might be, you know, considering yeah. an act of violence. But and hopefully McCrag will, will will naturally catch up to speed as the plan unfolds around him. Mm. Yes. What could go wrong? <laughs> oh. So let me just confirm: Master Sonna is now invisible. Yes. And the plan for Master Sonna is to sneak in and cause a diversion. Sneak in yeah. and cause a diversion. Uh, Lord Talfin, what are you up to? I'm going to cast Fly upon myself. Yes. I'm going to give her a head start. Yes. And I'll cast Fly upon myself. I'll fly straight up. Mm -hmm. I will go over the camp, yes. high above, so no one can see me, even with their elfin eyesight. Yes. Uh, and then I will descend vertically mm -hmm. uh, onto the tent yes. where I see uh, Josiah is being held. And depending on what's going on at that point, I will adjust the plan as necessary. Okay. Kellen, uh, meanwhile, what are you doing? You've probably got about 10 minutes max of uh, invisibility left. What are you up to? Um, I, I, I think I'm going to try to take a more circuitous route uh, to the tent. Okay. Trying to avoid uh, the patrol of the Elven Guards. Okay. So what you do then, I, I imagine that what you do is you sort of make your way around the bottom of the hill uh, just to, to sort of find a gap in there. Uh, in, in their line. This is, you're doing this while Master Sonna and Lord Talfron have been discussing their plan and making preparations. Uh, so what you see is that the, um, the, um, the huts, the, these houses, uh, all around the sort of middle circumference of the, the hill, um, the, I mean, it, there are six of them in total, uh, all at equal distances. And by now, um, there seems to have been some communication with the, the people who, who got wind of your, um, Movements, even when you're invisible, because the patrols are are, are ringing um, the tent now, the, uh, the, ringing the entire circumference of of the hill now. You know, there, there's, there's only a, a handful of. I mean, you you reckon there's uh, half a dozen, maybe slightly more, but not not more than that. Um, so that you know, you think it could still be possible to sneak past, but um, there's no particular weak point that you can spot. If that makes sense, you just have to. Have a run for it at any any particular point. Um, then I, I guess I'll study the timing and and wait for a gap, and then try to to dart closer to the tent. Okay, right. We'll uh, we'll come back to you there. Let's head into uh, Jean. Uh, so Jean, you are handled particularly roughly. Um, as you are, you're dragged uh, into the tent. It's nice and warm inside, actually, uh, because oh. there are three fire pits uh, on the go. Um, oh. However, they uh, t take you uh, as if they, the the guys who are who are holding on to you, as if they know exactly uh, what's going on, as if this is routine. They take you up to the central post that's supporting this tent, uh, and they um, they they haul your arms up. There's some hooks there that seem to have been placed there just for this purpose, uh, and um, they uh, bind you with rope and, and hang you from the hook. It's just slightly high enough that it's uncomfortable for you and you're, you're sort of vaguely tiptoe-like. Uh, nobody's said anything to you yet. The uh, two uh, Vistani, the, the, the Carisa and the man that had spoken to her
are they are arguing to each other. Another guy comes in actually. Uh, he looks a bit rougher than the the, the, the one with the goatee, uh, and he begins uh, speaking um, quite animatedly with um, the other pair as well. What's the plan? What's my plan? Yes. I, I, I had, I had a very small like hope of a plan before. I don't have a plan anymore. I think, I, I, I say, excuse me. I, I, I don't mean to be rude. I, I this is slightly uncomfortable. Could you, could you like give me a stool to stand on, or maybe lower the hook a little bit? I, I my arms are quite stretched. Um, what, what's Sean wearing at the moment? Uh, leotard? No, I have no idea. Uh, he's wearing, uh, I think it's like sort of, uh, you know, tunic and some uh, nice pants. Um, uh, it's sort of a, a laced front of the tunic and uh, showing just a little, little, little wisp of chest hair, which he's quite proud of. Okay. So uh, the newcomer, and he seems to be a bit bigger, stockier than the others. If you remember, he he looks a little bit rougher. Um, he does have a beard, but it's it's unkempt in, in comparison with the the other Vistani's sort of neatly trimmed beard. He uh, walks up to you uh, and just sort of looks at you um, as if considering a piece of meat. Um, he takes a, a knife mm-hmm. uh, at his belt. And I, I had that effect on people. Yeah, yes. he, he takes out a knife uh, at his belt uh, and um, he reaches out with a knife uh, down to your, your midsection um, and he uh, catches the bottom of your tunic and, and cuts at it mm-hmm. uh, and uh, begins to tear it off, cuts at the sleeves as well, cuts at, um, uh, basically takes your tunic apart until you're, um, you're, you're bound uh uh, half naked uh, above the waist, uh, you're you're completely exposed. And then he he looks at you, uh, holding the knife. Uh, he's not even holding it threateningly because he knows exactly what you, you'll you'll get the message exactly. And he says, "You will tell us where this Kellen is, or I will begin to cut you." Well, first I'd like to say this was a bespoke shirt. I had a tailor make this special for me, and uh, you, sir, owe me several silvers. Um, and second, I will tell you, as I said before, um, that we left him at the windmill because he was quite frank. Um, and the big guy looks back over to Carissa, uh, who just uh, she's she's fuming, uh, and he looks over to the the slightly. Uh, better kept uh, Stanny guy uh, and he just nods and the man uh, takes his knife the, the, the man takes his knife um, sort of considers you for a moment uh, looks at your, your left uh, shoulder uh, and stabs the knife uh, into your left shoulder uh, for six uh, piercing damage um, and he leaves it there um, yeah. uh, <laughs> and he says do not be a fool all Vistani know the dangers of the windmill. If you and your friends had been there already, you would all be dead. Ah, that, that is exactly what I told them. I, I feel vindicated. I told them not to go in there. <clears throat> oh, that really stings. Can we? Could you pull that out, sir, please? Uh, <sighs> and he sort of tips his head and uh, gives a wee smile. And he yanks it out, uh, followed by a, a, a spurt of, of red Jean. Um, ah, that's only slightly better. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so the, the better groomed Vistani, uh, uh, he says, take it easy, take it easy, Lavash. Uh, Strad will not want them too badly damaged. Oh, Strad, you should have, oh, you should have said Strad before. We're friends. Like me and him. We're, 
We are like this. Oh, oh please. I, I, I what, a, what, a, what a embarrassing mix up. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Strahd. Uh, I can't wait to be reunited. Um, so the um, uh, Carissa, um, uh, again, just assuming this this man, he is he is laughing at us. Even as you cut him apart, he is laughing at us. Just be done with it. Cut his throat, and we will go out into the night. Kellan cannot oh. be far, and we will find oh, him. Strad would not like that. He would not like that because you see, he's saving me for a special occasion. I uh, well, <laughs> this would be a surprise. I'm quite tasty. So, uh, you know, there's something about me that he, uh, you know, enjoys, and uh, uh, you know, we have a little thing going. So, I don't, I don't think you want to kill me. Okay. Uh, the better groomed uh, Vistani uh, steps forward, puts a hand on his uh, companion's shoulder, gets him to move away, and he uh, hunkers down on you, puts his hand on your uninjured shoulder, and he says, "Tell us." We will ask the important questions first. Then we will find Kellen. And he's, he's saying this almost as if he's, he's speaking to Carissa more than to you. And then he looks at you straight in the eyes and he says, Tell us, what have you done with Irina, Irina Kolyanovich? Oh, Irina. Yes, yes, Irina. Who Tragic. You, who was it you had to break into our camp and free her? Uh, honestly, it was Kellen. It was Kellen. We we told him not to, uh, but he took a shine to her. I don't know if he knows. He's a, he's a, something of a Philistine. Um, and that means cad. He's a terrible man. Um, and we said, don't do it. And yet he did. And I believe he ran off with her. That's what I think honestly happened. You, I don't think he went to the windmill. I think that they, they, they fell in love. Would you like to uh, take a deception check? Oh, please, 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 <laughs> God, please. Okay. All right. Here we go. Seventeen. I mean, it's not the worst lie. Okay. Um, and um, he turns. He turns back to Carissa, uh, and Carissa just uh, puts her hands on her hips, and, and uh, there's a huff. So and she's there. There we go. Half our problem is solved. We need. To, if we find Kellen, I get my justice, and we get this arena back before Strad gets here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's head back to uh, the plan, Master Sona. What are you up to? Um, sneaking through the dark, okay. <clears throat> trying so, to uh, find a way through the patrols. Yes, so you do have the patrols. This is going to be considerably more difficult than mm. um, we had earlier. You've noticed that Kellen has stirred up a hornet's nest. So uh, would you like to take a stealth check for me, please? Again, you get to take it with advantage because of the uh, invisibility. Mm-hmm. Um. So where's my stealth? Plus three. Yeah, that's actually eighteen. Okay. Adventures, you said, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. So okay. eighteen. Um, so you these um, um, cloaked figures. You, you um, just as 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 trying to figure out at the moment, you, you spot a pattern in their movements, and you um, are able to nip past, and you get the impression that you, you haven't disturbed them at all, and you come up to the same scene that Kellen saw a short while before. We've got this ring of uh, Vistani wagons that are circling the um, the hut, basically, that, that Jean is being kept captive in. Um, while so Master Son has been doing that, I guess we should check, because Kellen, at the same time, you have been considering um, these guys. What are you up to? Um... I'm going to go ahead and move toward the tent. Okay, now you're aware you've probably only got about five minutes off uh, invisibility, so so you know, um, 
going by your judgment, you'd probably be able to get to the tent if you if you move quickly, but the invisibility is going to run out up there at some point. Okay. Just to be aware, just to check that you're still okay with that action, knowing that your invisibility is on the... On the... Hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would be a fantastic diversion, I mean. You know, you yeah, appearing well, suddenly in the middle of the camp and then letting yeah, it the I'm, I'm going up there. <laughs> okay. Um, so do you want to also take a stealth check with advantage, but... Bear in mind, this is going to be more difficult. 13. Was that your best rule? <laughs> I can roll again. Well, you, you, you took it with advantage. Did you so you have did you roll twice and, and, and I rolled twice. Yeah. So um, You should throw those dice in the yard. <laughs> throw them in the yard. So so you got the same. You you see the uh, you know these figures making their rounds, and you're you're pretty sure that you've you've judged the movements correctly when you can you know get in as when when you're far enough distance from them. However, just when you sort of reach that line that they seem to be the unseen line that they're walking along, uh, the furthest or the closest one to you, even though they're about forty feet away, um, they turn. Uh, and this it seems to be a, a one of the, a female figure, and she holds up the, the this torch, uh, and she says, "Who goes there?" I break into a full sprint. Uh, which, which direction are you running? Toward the tent. Towards the tent. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> me, immediately, uh, you hear shouts uh, from behind you um, uh, as as the as the woman signals her companions. Uh, she says. Quick, over here! There is someone cloaked magically, but they are making to the tent. Uh, Lord Talfrin, uh, where are you at the moment? I'm flying away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing off this entire scenario as a lost situation. You are, you are flying high. Make new companions start fresh. You're yeah. flying high over the Vistani camp. Now, obviously, you cannot see what Master Sonna or, or uh, Kellen no. are doing, but you see a, a distinct change in the movements of these yes. grey cloaked but figures. I did say call the distractions. I'm going to blindly and optimistically assume everything is going according to plan. Okay. And begin... No, it's not! No, it's not! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to begin to descend. Yes. Um... Uh, Vertically, just a straight drop down towards the tent. Yes, waiting to see, uh, waiting for my opportunity to swoop in and cast flight upon uh, Josiah. As soon as, uh, as soon as all the guards rush away to deal with the distractions that have been made. Okay, good. No, you can. So the way this works, because obviously they've got fire inside the tent. There, you know, there is obviously an opening at the top where the the smoke is is designed to to head out. Now uh, Jean is actually bound to the the central mast, uh, so you are able to sort of maneuver yourself so that you can get a look at him, and you do realize that he is bound uh, to this mast. Um, okay, that's uh, well, I, I cast message. Okay, and I I say in in Lord Talpin's probably quite. Uh, Comforting, gruff voice. I say, Jean, your friends are coming to save you. So, how does Don't... this? How does message work? Would you remind? Uh, me? It's basically only Jean can hear me. Uh, range of 120 feet. I point my finger at him and whisper a message, and he hears it and can reply in a whisper that only I can hear. Um, and it can go through solid ob- objects if you're familiar with the target and know it is beyond the barrier. All right. Well, there we go. Um, so yeah, so only Jean hears me whisper that. Um, 
Kellen and Masrasana are causing a distraction. As soon as the moment presents itself, I shall descend upon thee like a visitation from the morning, Lord. And together we shall fly off towards the moon. Uh, 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 I think I'm going crazy. I think I've, I think I have finally gone crazy. This is, I, I have lost a lot of blood. Oh God, I'm dying. Is that you, Mother? Her voice is so gruff. Whisper back if you are prepared. Whisper back when the the moment is opportune for me to crash in upon the tent. Ah, uh, all right, all right, okay. Now, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, are, are are suitable fires sparking up left and right? Um, at the moment, it's just the those grey clad figures that are are moving. Uh, we're all right, all right, all right. So. Lord Talfrin becomes impatient and begins shooting firebolts all over the camp. <laughs> Crit Faced is a weekly Dungeons and Dragons podcast. To make sure you never miss an episode, and to get an exclusive prequel episode of the podcast where you can find out what our characters were up to before this adventure began, head over to CritFacedPodcasts.com and join our CritFaced fan group.